Let me tell you guys about my favorite brand of electrolytes, and that is Element. Did you know that just drinking tons and tons of water isn't actually hydrating your body? I mean, who knew? Are you someone who works out regularly, breastfeeding mom, has a busy active lifestyle? I am all three of those. And once I found Element, I have not gone back. I have taken one of these convenient grab-and-go packets every single day, if not every other day, for the last two and a half years. And I absolutely love them. I love all their flavors, except the spicy ones. <laughs> but I love all their flavors. You can mix and match. You can buy three boxes and get one free. They have so much variety. They even have chocolate varieties that you can add to your protein shakes that you could drink warm. I love the chocolate raspberry. But why am I telling you about this? I want you to make sure that you are staying hydrated, especially if it's during the winter months, which we are in right now. And... I want you to feel your best and not miss out on hydrating your body. Electrolyte deficiency leads to things like fatigue, headaches, muscle cramps. Do you have that afternoon crash? Uh, it helps with breast milk supply. We need sodium in our diet. And if you eat a very clean diet, and it doesn't necessarily have to be very clean, but if you aren't eating a tons, ton of processed packaged foods, you're not eating a bag of chips every single day, you're likely not going to need to worry about your sodium consumption. I know it's gotten a bad rap, but we need it in order to stay hydrated for all of those reactions to happen in the body correctly for the brain and body to function. So if you want to feel your best, I encourage you to check out Element. They have easy, again, grab-and-go packets. They are packed with sodium, magnesium, potassium. I want to maximize my hydration when I consume water, and so this is an easy way that I can do it, and that's why I wanted to share it with you so that you can too. To learn more about it and snag your own free sample pack, you can head to the link that is in the description below and go get yourself a free sample pack with any purchase. I hope that you enjoy it just as much as I do. Hey friend, welcome to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. I'm Gabby Flater, a faith-led wife, mom of three, certified nutrition consultant, personal trainer, and passionate about changing lives. I know how frustrating it can be to navigate the health and wellness world. You want to be motivated to prioritize your well-being and wish you were more educated when it comes to cultivating a healthy home. Maybe you're a mom who's completely burnt out and needs a fresh perspective on life, or you're searching for a place to feel seen, heard, and encouraged in a godly manner. No matter if you're doing the dishes, getting your sweat on, or drinking reheated coffee while watching the kids play, there is always an opportunity for growth. If you are ready to finally take action about these desires and are ready to learn, grow, and transform your mind, then you are in the right place. It's time to establish deeper roots so you can enjoy a more fruitful and fulfilling harvest. Let's dig in. Hello, welcome to the Get Rooted in Health podcast. My name is Gabby. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I am super pumped to come and chat with you guys about a really exciting and new uh, adventure that I have just experienced and my family. It was a full-on family experience and I am sitting down here to share with you all about it. So my family, my parents have... Recently, well, I guess a couple years ago, purchased some land 
and built a new home and they acquired 19 acres. So they moved from maybe just under a two acre property to owning 19 acres. They lived in a rundown farmhouse and while they were living in that, they built their house where they wanted it. Whoops, on their land. Sorry, just hit my can of sparkling water. <laughs> um, good thing that did not spill. That would have gone on my laptop. Uh, anyway, so they built their beautiful home and are living in that now and are living the farm life, living the homestead life and just acquiring skills and knowledge and resources. And I'm just so grateful uh, that they have entered into that and that they can be a resource for me, for our family. Because I don't have 19 acres and I don't have the skills or the time or you know, any of that, um, that they do. And so, you know, they're able to help us, they're able to help others. And that's what it's all about. Uh, and that's a really awesome part of homesteading is if you, um, you know, aren't going to be the 100% everything, you're going to have the goats, the sheep, the, you know, the chickens, the cows, the pigs, like if you don't want all of that, then you better get some people in your back pocket that do. So that, you can rely on them. You can call them up. You can, maybe they have a connection or a resource. So it's just really, really awesome. I'm super thankful and grateful for my family and just the way that they've been involving my family and feeding my um, desires of my heart and just willing to work with me. And um, I'm excited to see what's in store down the road. You know, this is kind of, it's all new for them within the last, you know, three to four years, uh, just venturing into what it looks like to own cattle, own pigs, uh, and have a ton of land, um, massive garden. They've gardened before, but not on this scale. Having hay fields, having to you know fix tractors and all of all of those things, and build a home. And so it's just uh, been really a journey for them. And we got to be part of processing a cow. And you're like, um, what? <laughs> So my parents have steers, that is the male cow, and they were raising one for us. This was our first time having our own. We, we've not done, you know, people buy like a half cow or quarter cow and, you know, they, they don't think anything of it. They just like, you know, sign up with it through a farm and the farm will raise it and they'll, you know, then the person will pay the butcher what the butcher, you know, fee is and everything. So basically, um, we were the butchers. So we were not part of the killing and, you know, for lack of a better word, gutting it. Um, we, my, my family took care of that. They actually processed two other cows the weekend before ours for them and another family to get loaded up for the year. And so they did that, and then they had ours already hanging, killed and hanging, for a few weeks before we did ours the next weekend. So we did not have to be part of any of that. However, um, I will share a little bit more on that in a little while. And all they asked was that we would come and help with the processing of it. Um, And so that's what we did. We realized that a whole cow was going to be probably a lot of beef for us in this stage of life with 
still little people um you know Winston's starting to eat more he's getting to be a big boy but we we don't need all of that and we we like beef definitely uh but we you know we eat you know chicken a lot and um we'll actually be getting some more pig meat my parents raised some pigs so uh, we just didn't eat a whole cow that's like 250 pounds um if not a little bit more it depends so we decided to split that with Alex's sister and her family. She has six kids. And so they came and joined us. So we packed up all of our stuff the night before. I live about an hour away from my parents. We're working on that. We would love to um, be closer to our both of our parents, actually. They are 40 to 60 minutes away. So we do a lot with our family and... Yeah, uh, we would, we're just praying for the right thing. So anyway, that's a whole other story. We packed up the night before all the things. Um, I said that I would take care of all the lunch um, fixings. And so I made sure I went shopping and I got all the things to take care of everybody for lunchtime when it became that time and wanted it to just be super easy and super smooth. So we woke up the next morning. We got the kids up before 7 a.m. Actually, what time did we leave? Yeah, we left. Yeah, we got them up at like 6.30, 6.40 and got them dressed and we grabbed um, English muffins with p- peanut butter and jam and put them in a baggie or a little bowl uh, and they were could eat those when they were hungry because they had an hour drive. So, you know, if they wanted to wait a little bit, they could just eat it when they when they wanted to. So we, we packed up their breakfast for the car and we left just before 7 a.m. and headed out to arrive at 8 a.m. So, uh, it was also very cold. Um, we were still in the negative temps here, so we are now out of that, which is really nice. But it was a chilly, very chilly day, to say the least. But we did not have to be outside. Um, but the guys that were cutting the meat off the bones and everything, they were in the old farmhouse that my parents lived in. That's what they were using, the, the old kitchen, um, until they are in a place of being able to build their own, you know, area to their liking um, to be able to hang meat and clean it and all that kind of stuff be way more efficient and just yeah really great so I'm excited for for that time to come for them to be able to build something um, like that so uh, that that home does not have you know any heat going into it so they actually ended up needing to tarp things off and add some heaters so that the meat would not freeze um, because it dropped so low so they did great. It didn't, um, but had to keep the guys warm. So a lot of them wore snow pants or extra layering because it was, you know, maybe 30 degrees in there. Um, you know, 30 to 35. So not freezing, but not warm when you're down there for a long time. So, um, yeah, so we were part of that. And uh, my sister-in-law and her whole family came out as well. And uh, another family that helps my parents um processed cow and they they get a portion of it um, from helping uh, was there which was very sweet of them they have done this a handful of times um, or maybe you know, maybe not a handful but enough times where they have a system a rhythm and were really able to help get us going I kind of felt like so I, I went to their house last year when they were doing their cow and I want because I knew that we were on deck for the next year and I think this was when I was still pregnant with Estella my fourth born 
and I went to check it out and help a little bit and just to kind of give Winston and you know just a preview I wanted a preview just kind of see how it all goes down so I had a general idea of what things looked like and and sort of the process but I had never really been the one to be pretty much like involved with it all so my parents showed us the ropes and so we were having people the guys started off so all the women were up at the the new house the nice the nicer house and the men took all their knives and all their their knife holder belt things they're pretty fancy um cutting boards bins that they would put the meat in um and yeah all their all the stuff that they needed and they trucked down to the old farmhouse where the meat was and they just went to town um started cutting things off and um into different sizes and chunks and separating it into well they didn't separate it we did that um they just put it in bins um, that would be transported up either the girls would run down and grab it some of the girls um, or some of the guys would walk on up with it and once it got up to the house by us uh, then we got to work and we were rinsing off the meat um, and and then sorting it I guess and cutting it into what we wanted so um, just learning how to identify some meat um, we didn't really like we weren't cutting off like you know prime ribs and and all these steaks we found a couple um, you know steaks along the way but my family has not quite ventured into um, either caring to want to do that or um, you know hasn't hasn't fully figured all of that out so which is fine there's a lot I mean, they've learned a ton um, from killing the cow to getting it to this point is incredible. Um, they've become very efficient and I'm super impressed. So I we had all these knives. It looked kind of scary walking in. It's like all these knives and cutting boards all over the counter. And it was like, looks like we're going to kill somebody. Um, but no, it was really cool and... Um, I'm, I don't mind touching raw meat. I know that might like not be people's things, but, um, it was so lean and honestly, it was so pretty, like talk about beautiful meat and grass fed. And there was this one piece I remember that just had this beautiful, like little thin lines of fat in between and this like really rich red meat. And I was like, wow, this is like such a beautiful piece of meat um so yeah we were trying to identify different pieces me and my sister-in-law and like okay you know we're sharing so how do you want to do it how are we putting some are we going to cut this one like steaks and we'll leave this one like a roast and so basically we had roasts we had stew meat for any of the tender stuff and then all of the leftover just kind of like didn't really have a purpose was going to be gone through the meat grinder for ground beef now that included like some of the you know the fat and all of that kind of stuff there were some pieces that weren't you know really the best and so we had a little bowl for the dog that they have um, set aside they cook it up for her um, to eat and then yeah we just went to town um, and then so someone will be rinsing it off just to kind of get any if there was any like fur still on it and just just to rinse it off um from being handled and, and hanging and stuff. Um, we would cut it, 
to whatever we were doing, whether again that was a roast or we did find a tenderloin that was really awesome. Um, uh, let's see, a steak, stew meat, um, or then just chunks to throw in a bowl that would end up, we literally filled up, if you think of like, gosh, what are they like, what you would buy to put your kids' clothes in, like a bin, what are they, like 33 quarts? Is that like this, the general size I'm trying to envision? I've bought so many for my kids, for the for their clothes. Um, but that basically was almost full with all the extra leftovers that was going to be gone through the meat grinder. So just picture that. <laughs> Bunch of just chunks of meat and fat. <laughs> so we did that. And then my one of my sisters and then her friend... I bought so I bought my family for Christmas a food saver, um, a food vacuum seal. What do you call it? A food saver? Yeah, a vacuum seal for your food. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds so weird to say. So I bought them that because I knew they were going to be doing their cow, and I got it to them before. I was hoping it would. They weren't doing their cow until after Christmas, which was the case. So. I said it worked phenomenal. They were so grateful for it and they said that we could use it. So my sister and her friend took it upon themselves to do all of that while we were doing all the cutting. So that was so helpful and so kind. Um, but just made it a day and it was a great day of fellowshipping and just learning from each other and helping each other and just being a team. And um, I just, I, I, yeah, I just reflect on that day and I'm just so grateful. Um, she, they weighed it all and vacuum sealed the roasts the stew meat the steaks um and then um and i'll get to the ground beef in a moment so uh they did all of that and then we just kind of threw them in coolers and stuck them outside because it was legit just freezing out there so that was such a great way to keep the meat cold um and we didn't have to worry about it so we kind of all had our little stations sometimes we would change a station give someone else a break um, and, you know, I had to nurse Estella a couple times, um, or deal with a, a changing diaper or one of the other girls, like one of my sisters or their friend, um, would just play with the kids. So, you know, we had kids, we, this was the other thing that, that is really funny. So I counted it. We had 18 children under the age of 18 there. Let me say it again. 18 children under the age of 18. Does that sound bonkers? And two, four, six, eight parents. So half of us parents and then double the children. Because <laughs> we have four. My sister-in-law has six, so that's ten. My parents have three. That's 13. The other family has five. That's 18. And we had two babies, two of them under one years old. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Like, how in the world? <laughs> it sounds crazy um, when you think about it. But no, we had... Um, t did Titus go down? I don't know if my four-year-old, he didn't, no, he didn't go down by the men in the beginning. Winston did. So the youngest down to seven years old, um, we, he was down there for majority of the time when they were cutting the meat. He was helping his grandpa and Alex, you know, his dad was down there and his uncle and cousins. Um, so we had a, a whole handful of guys down there. Uh, and then Winston and another boy, I think think is maybe eight he's near Winston's age so um two of the younger boys and then um one 12 year old and a 
13 year old I want to say and then the adults four adults so a lot of helping hands down there and then they came up when they were all done with that and I went way faster than they thought because we just had so many hands and my parents you know don't they don't always have all of us extra people um so it went super smooth and quick once we kind of all fell into a rhythm um but again like I said we would kind of take shifts or turns or help with kids um in between a lot of hand washing and you know just all of that but honestly it wasn't even that bad it wasn't there was not this big bloody mess someone dropped some on the floor at one point on accident it fell out of one of the the food um, sealer bags and uh you know so we cleaned that up and um it just yeah it wasn't like this dirty messy bloody thing at all um so I was uh, way better than I than I expected and then once all the men were done uh so the houses I should say the farmhouse the old farmhouse where the cow was that my the house that my parents used to live in before they moved into their new one that they built I would say they're about a quarter mile apart maybe a third uh, of a mile and they are yeah we'll just say a quarter mile so it's it's a little bit of a hike so you got to walk down there so they were bringing bins of meat up so then when the guys were all done they brought all the rest of the meat up and we just finished going through it and sorting through it and then one of the uh, my my parents um their friends invested in a this was their contribution to to this and and being able to get some of you know have some of the meat and all that kind of stuff you know kind of like a bargain system and and also just like just helping um it doesn't necessarily always have to be monetarily but um he invested in a high quality meat grinder I mean this thing is like seven eight hundred bucks so it's no joke and the kids were all involved they have little bags um that they would put them in and so um, I mean, everybody was grabbing handfuls and putting them in the bags. They had this cool little stapler thingy that would staple those meat bags shut. Um, and yeah, there was just this fun system of all these kids and it looked like Play-Doh coming out. It was so fun. <clears throat> my three-year-old or my two-year-old just had a blast watching. So they would just run it through the grinder, package it up. And then we left a bunch of ground beef that we just put in gallon Ziploc bags so that we could press them out at our house for burgers. And um, we were just going to do that at our house because it would have been a lot to manage at that house and transport them and all of that. So we took a bunch that we didn't put in pound packages, um, just in gallon Ziploc bags. Uh, and then we took care of that at home here. Um, same with my sister-in-law. She does that. And sometimes um, she browns some of the meat before she freezes it. So everybody does their own thing. It's all different. So um, we didn't have as many bags to bag in terms of like per pound. Uh, because we were taking bulk quantities home to deal with on our own. But we got... Goodness gracious. I can't even... I think we got each... I think the whole cow, it, it was about 250 pounds, I want to say. So we each went home with, you know, half of that, hundred between 120 and 130 pounds of boneless meat. Um, now, we did acquire all of the beef bones if we wanted them. Um, and I did because I never get access to grass-fed beef bones. Like, just as a rare thing. 
Um, so we kind of, we all split that. Um, and I have a whole bin on my porch that I need to deal with. So yeah, I'm, uh, I just, I just feel a little in over my head with some things at the moment. I was dealing with some other broth and so I was trying to clear out some bones in my freezer to make space for all this meat that we're getting. Um, we had to get an extra freezer. It's in our basement, um, just so that we would have room because we're getting pig meat as well. Uh, and anyway, so now I have all these beef bones that I have to deal with and I can't wait too much longer. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, but no, I'm super grateful for it. I, I just need to start and just need to start because I got to, um, figure out what kinds that, you know, all the different sizes I have and they're huge. They're big. I mean, think of a cow. I mean, man, those bones are no joke. I mean, they're cut down smaller. They were able to sawzall them smaller. Um, and yeah, but I, I mean, grass-fed meat, these cows were grass-fed. My parents were able to bale their own hay. Uh, there was a, a time when they needed to go um, get some extra from, you know, some neighboring friends. Um, but for the most part, they were able to contribute their own field of hay to their animals. They are yeah, no antibiotics, no, no junk, nothing. So we ended up pausing our meat subscription through Riverbend Ranch, which is through the wellness store that we shop at. And, um, cause we just, we don't need all that extra stuff. And this was the whole point. So it's hopefully, you know, going to save us some, some money here. And, um, yeah, we have a half a cow in our freezer, uh, bet- between all of that different kind of meat. And we brought all that, uh, those bags of bulk ground beef home and the next day Alex pressed out 103 patties so he made a whole bunch of um, third pound patties and then quarter pound patties and then we because we have the space before more meat comes and I haven't bought a ton of things from Costco because you know Costco is super size, um, trying to just preserve space at the moment. Uh, we had room in our freezer to flash freeze the patties, which was so awesome. So let them freeze for a day, and then I took them all and I bagged them. Um, they're all just like brick brick patties, so didn't have to layer them with parchment paper and deal with all of that. Uh, so we just we have a ton. And I cannot wait for grilling season. I really wish it was summer and I was grilling right now, but um, they are going to be delicious. Uh, and yeah, so we've got all of that. And then I cooked up about seven to eight pounds of the ground beef for taco meat. And then the rest of the ground beef is frozen, um, for whenever we want to use it for something else. Um, so yeah, that's another easy way as you could cook up a bunch of meat in bulk, um, and cook it a uh, flavor if you like tacos you know I just I portion it out for what our family eats and then I freeze it in containers and pull it out so like today actually we're gonna have some tacos tonight so I pulled out one of our portioned containers and we will enjoy that so that is yeah pretty much you know the gist of of the experience um again handling a lot of raw meat cutting it deciphering what it was um, just seeing, you know, I walked down there um, with some of my nieces and showed them and uh, just 
the cows hanging and what a cool you know we homeschool and they homeschool my family homeschools and so what a cool homeschooling thing um an opportunity it is basically like a field trip and hands-on like project um but just like living life together and teaching your children and myself I mean I've never done this in my entire life and I'm 30 <laughs> Um, just teaching them how your food gets on your plate. Where does it come from? You know, it's the meat. And it has to go through all of this. Somebody has to do this. So what was really neat, I didn't know that they ended up actually taking videos of the whole process for um, sharing. And so after it was all done and all of the dishes were washed and bleached or whatever, you know, everything was sanitized and taken care of, uh, everybody went into the living room and all these kids are just sitting there pouring over like and they didn't have to watch it if it made them queasy but all of them stayed in there they showed them exactly how they killed the cow and then another video on how they like you know got the head off <laughs> and then how it was hanging and they like gutted it um I don't think it was there was like too much like of bloody things that they showed. I, I was half watching because I was busy with other things. Um, but and then how they skinned the hide off. And then yeah to get it basically all the steps before they got it to the bare bones and the meat hanging in that room. Um, it was pretty incredible and it was great. I had a nephew who absolutely loved it and raved about it and it was such a cool experience and I think it was and so I just I think it's really cool to teach and empower our children to show them like this is how it happens and this is what you got to do and this is the quality of meat that we desire can we always afford it in the stores no but hey look at what we can do here and look how we could support other farmers locally and how we can come together as a community as families and fellowship together and do something like this and bless each other through our talents and gifts and time and um yeah it just really it worked out and I am looking forward to enjoying this meat over the winter and over the summer we'll see how long it lasts us I have no idea um if you know I feel like the half cow is going to be plenty for our family at this point in our life uh and then yeah, there's just some a good feeling when, or you, it's just such a good feeling when you have f food in your freezer and you know in your in your pantry, like your um, and things I've canned and all of that stuff. It's just such a good feeling to have, knowing that um, you don't have to go to the store really. You have pretty much everything you need, and I can make bread, and we've got rice, and we've got flour, and we've got you know our meat and you know frozen veggies or whatever um and it's yeah it's uh really a blessing and really awesome so that was pretty much our experience with all of that now it would have been a whole different experience if it would have been like you know from the first step of killing it but honestly what they do is they they um take the cow that is going to be done with <laughs> and um they section it off 
from the other cows for a little while just so it's on its own and the goal is to make it the least stressful on the cow because that does add to um, it it pushes out hormones and putting stress on the cow just kind of um, doesn't do good things for the meat so like trying to just do it in the best way possible so they learned to section off the cow a day or two before they're going to put it down and then what they do is because it's not grain fed they will give it a pile of corn and they're so excited it's like candy to them and they'll put it on the ground in front of them so that they are focused and they are not moving away um, from anything um, and they are standing still and um, then they yeah go for it and honestly it there was no it just just dropped drop dead there was no suffering involved they've my family and their friends have learned um, through videos and just talking with other people um, exactly you know the spot they want to aim for that is the least stressful for the animal um, for people (laughs) involved Um, and I couldn't believe it I'm like oh I didn't I guess that was super painless in a sense so it was very humane and just not you know they treat their animals very well and um, feed them well, love them well, um, you know, take care of them from babies on. And my sisters feed them, you know, bottles of milk from when they're calves and then, uh, you know, take care of them along the way and, yeah, get them to this point. So, you know, we're not, we're, we're not haters of meat. Um, we love animals, but they also serve a purpose. And, um, you know, we do it in a very ethical way and very humane um, our the animals have so much space. They are cared for, um, well loved, and then they serve their purpose. And um, yeah, so that is a cow processing adventure. And yeah, I guess if you can ever get your kids involved in anything, or just expose them to some of these things and teach them, even show them videos or find a way to get them in front of this, you know, kind of stuff, or go to a farm and talk to them, Um, you know, it's, it's worth it, and if you can ever support local, um, or even just find a place, if, you know, you desire to have good meat, I would, I would encourage you um, to, to find someone who will raise cattle in a way that is um, healthy, and isn't going to put hormones in your body and junk and yeah it tastes so different I mean honestly the when we were getting our beef box subscription through Riverbend Ranch the what was it filet steak we did a steak box one on one of the subscriptions during the summer we grilled it up and I was like are you kidding me this is like butter in my mouth it was so tender so flavorful and juicy like Alex is like these are like the best steaks I've ever had and I was like yeah and we didn't pay $90 for one steak you know at the like at a restaurant or something like we could get really good quality and grill them up ourselves so um you know there's just a huge difference and it makes a difference when you know how your animals were treated what they were fed how they were raised um and it's not this just conventional way of mass producing 
um, and under, you know, not nourishing cows well. And then it's just all, it's just a, it's just a cycle. And I think you know what I mean. It just, it, no wonder Americans are suffering, why we're hurting. Um, yeah, you got to do it the right way. And yeah, I understand that it's not affordable for everyone and got to start small. You got to start somewhere and in the right places. Um, and if you can tap into some of your meat, whether it just be beef, um, or chicken or whatever, you start, start somewhere. And this is us starting somewhere. And again, very grateful to have the resources we do. Um, and yeah, I will also, I think there's a, hmm. Well, maybe that might be just for raw milk, but there's a site, I will link it um, for you to be able just to find local places near you or around the general area um, that you can connect with and talk to them about their meat. Um, I'll see if there's like a site where you could put in your location. It'll tell you places around you um, so that you can check out, you know, see if it works for you and your family. So I hope that you found this episode insightful. Um eye-opening, probably kind of gross. I don't know if I grossed you out, but hey, I didn't want to hide anything. It was, um, that was just 100% how it all went down. And um, yeah, I wanted to share the experience with you guys um, because these are things that we're living, um, day, you know, this is part of our life and, um, you know, the way that we try to live our best healthy um life and just in these times we really want to rely on people that are reliable and have our best interest in mind and our health in mind and um just doing what's best for our family and I want you guys to hear that it can be done and um kids can be involved and they should be involved and you don't have to be afraid and you don't um have to settle for less and and just get resourceful have conversations go to farmers markets and talk to the people um, Facebook groups. I mean, goodness. I mean, we live in a world with endless resources where you can probably find anything, um, pretty quickly. So, um, you know, just get resourceful and ask around, um, if that's something that you desire. But yeah, this was like next level of being part of it so that we could save money and not have to pay, um, like a a butcher, um, or any of that. So, um, we just paid our own, you know, family style and, um, yeah, that was, that was what we did. So anyway, I look forward to hearing your feedback from this episode. What was your favorite? What grossed you out? What was eye-opening? Um, did you think it was cool? Whatever, whatever it might be. Um, I would love to hear back from you, but I look forward to catching up with you on the next episode. So take care and I will chat with you soon. I did want to add on here one more thing because I did mention that we did pause a meat subscription box and I did say that I would link to something to see if you could find anything local to you. However, if you want to experience really quality meat for a fraction of what you're paying elsewhere, if you've heard of Butcher Box or Omaha Steaks or any of those other places, you can try out Riverbend Ranch. Uh, and I will link the information below for you to check that out. But they have a no hormones, no nothing policy, basically. Just the same, you know, high quality standards. They have invested an insane amount. I 
was part of watching their launch of this. Um, it took 21 years in the making, um, and it's finally come to fruition. They raise their own, so they breed. They have the high, a very high quality breeding bull um, or bulls. They raise it all on their own land. They repurpose all the water, like it's a very eco-friendly system. And then they have their own processing plant. This meat never leaves the property and it does not leave their site. And it is under high maintenance. Um, they have high um, standards. The meat, like I said, is absolutely phenomenal. And so are the prices. Free shipping on every single box. And you can do monthly or bi-monthly. You can customize. I think you can start adding on things. But Riverbend Ranch has sure outdone themselves. So grateful to have them as a resource as well for when we will maybe, if we need them again. Um, but if you are struggling to find a place that you can rely on, I would 100% hands down recommend Riverbend Ranch. And I will link to that information below. And if you have questions or comments or want to get started, then let's get connected and I can get you going with that. All right. Just wanted to make sure that I shared that piece with you.